Welcome back to Gaming Rate. So we had a Super Smash Bros. Direct yesterday, which was good if you're a Fire Emblem fan, and some really cool me costumes were also announced. Then we had some major game delays for some of the year's most anticipated game titles, and GameStop is closing more stores. So what does this mean for the major retailer? As always, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you follow me on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm, so you can stay up to date with all the latest gaming news. You can also find me on Twitter at Gaming Nord Media and Mixer at Gaming Nord. Let's start off today with the ESA and Sony for this year's biggest E3 event. As it was announced on Wednesday, January 14th, Sony will not be at this year's E3 event. This is the second year in a row where Sony has not had a booth at the event. However, they will still hold a press conference during the week of E3 via their State of Play stream. A Sony Interactive Entertainment spokesperson put out this statement earlier. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. I think for Sony to skip out on another year just shows that this event cost these companies a lot of money to show up and and what are they actually getting out of it? I mean, is the return worth the $5 million you spend on an event like this? Last week, we saw the logo for the PlayStation 5 and within minutes had over 5 million tweets about it. So again, is the event worth it to these developers and companies? And will we see more Companies like this follow, such as Microsoft, if uh, E3 doesn't show up in California in 2022 and they move it to Texas like originally planned. Uh, What about Nintendo? Is Nintendo going to follow this route? I mean, they kind of are. So who knows? But a spokesperson from the ESA made this statement hours after Sony made their announcement E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people brands, and innovations, redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor space, activations, and programming that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. It's sad to see that the PlayStation 5 won't be there in person, but they will be there in spirit. In other news, it seems that the Bioshock collection will soon be coming to Nintendo Switch. Reported by Loot Pots, Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock Infinite The Complete Collection, and Bioshock The Collection have all been rated for the Switch. That implies that each game in this series may be sold separately as well as in full series pack. 
This is coming from a Taiwan rating board who has leaked out the ratings for these ports, which typically the developer will announce within weeks for the release dates. So here's to hoping for a Nintendo Direct soon, as we've been wanting a new Direct but they keep throwing us these small little ones such as Pokemon and yesterday's Super Smash Bros. But keep in mind that every year a Nintendo does have a Direct on in February. So we do have a couple more weeks. I think this will definitely be announced at the event or, you know, honestly... I, I kind of think we might see Bioshock being announced here in the next week or so. So keep your eyes locked. Again, follow me on Twitter to stay up to date with all the latest in Bioshock. Now that we got the quick news out of the way, let's jump into the headliners of the week. So yesterday we had the Super Smash Brothers Direct and the lineup of fighters continues to grow, but for the better. Super Smash Bros. Direct Sakurai revealed that Baylith from Fire Emblem Three Houses will be the next character added to the Nintendo Switch game. Both male and female versions will be available at launch, and they'll both be options in Baylith's Smash incarnations as well. According to Sakurai, Baylith's mobility is low, but the character is good at fighting from a distance. Bailiff wields the Hero's Relic, a powerful weapon from the Three Houses game, if you are familiar, which changes depending on the direction you attack. While Bailiff is the first character from Three Houses to join Smash, the game is filled with a huge range of Fire Emblem characters already. Alongside Bailiff, a new Three Houses stage is also being added to the game based on the Garrick Mock Monastery, where Players spend most of their time in the latest Fire Emblem Three Houses game. Along with new stages and two incarnations of Bailiff, we'll also be getting 11 songs from the Three Houses game. Bailiff joins the likes of Joker from Persona 5, the hero from Dragon Quest IX, Banjo-Kazooie, and Fatal Fury's Terry Bogard. You can purchase Bailiff for $5.99 US dollars or simply download the character if you already have the fighter's pass. Bailiff will be available on January 28. Sakurai also teased the next wave of characters, which will include six more fighters, though it's not clear when they will be available. But if you look at the screenshot showing the six mystery characters, the footer states all challenger packs will be released by December 31st, 2021. So it seems that each character will be spaced out throughout later this year and early to mid next year. You can pre-purchase the Fighters Pass Volume 2 on January 28th. As a pre-purchase bonus, the Ancient Soldier costume from Breath of the Wild will be available for your Mi character. Franchise director Sakurai closed the presentation showing off several new costumes for the Mi fighters in the game which honestly, I am more thrilled about this than seeing Bailiff and Super Smash Bros, even though his character is amazing, both in Three Houses and from what we've saw at the Direct. But these new me costumes are Rabbids, Altair from Assassin's Creed, Mega Man X Gunner Form, Mega Man X.exe Gunner Form, and even Cuphead as also a gunner form. 
these costumes are also available to download on January 28th. Even though we had pretty good news coming from Nintendo, this week has been pretty terrible in delays. We have had three major delays coming to us back to back to back. So unfortunately, we woke up to some devastating news earlier this week as Final Fantasy VII Remake has officially been delayed to April 10th from the original March 3rd release. Producer Yoshinora Katasai provided a statement regarding the delay. We know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. To ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for, des for deserve. We have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. I will say that my backlog of games just got a tad bit longer. And Marvel's Avengers game was also delayed to September 4th from its original slated May 15th release date. A press release was also released stating, when we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op and compelling content for years to come. To that end, we will spend the additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards of our fans expect and deserve. So I do think this delay is definitely needed as this game doesn't look all that great from what we've saw, and hopefully with this extra time, they'll make it a sleeper hit because I so badly want to like this game. But even more devastating than Final Fantasy VII and Marvel's Avengers game being delayed, we got another delay. That's right. We have another, another delay. And it, it kills me to say this because this is definitely going to be the year's best game. But yesterday, we received some unfortunate news that Cyberpunk 2077 will also be delayed from its original April release to now September 17th. CD Projekt Red published the following notice on its official Twitter account confirming the postponed launch of their upcoming sci-fi role-playing game. Cyberpunk 2077 won't make this April release window and we're moving the launch date to September 17, 2020. They also stated the following. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit, but due to the sheer scale and complex environment of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. CD Projekt Red did say that it wants Cyberpunk 2077 to be a crowning achievement for this generation, meaning the studio still intends to release Cyberpunk 2077 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. CD Projekt Red also confirmed that the planned multiplayer will likely not be out until after 2021. This kind of looks bad in both CD Projekt Red's eyes and also sales. 
because you're now releasing the game on September 17th, which is possibly 60 days away from the release of the next-gen consoles. Knowing that Cyberpunk 2077 isn't going to be on those systems uh, that we know of, uh, I mean, you're going to get a lot of the general population who's going to say, well, I'm going to hold out on this game until next-gen since the new consoles are coming out. I and, I and again, this is my own opinion, but I think they kind of screwed themselves a little bit. But we'll see. And uh, when the MPD sales charts come out in October, we'll see how well it uh, holds up. And finally, in recent reports, GameStop will be closing 55 stores in the month of January. But for the first time, many GameStops are doing liquidation sales rather than moving the product to an additional store that's closer to the closing store. And the 55 stores won't be closing until later in the month. There have also been reports of customers getting brand new Nintendo Switch lights for $150 with taxes. On certain online forums, multiple people have claimed they've got theirs for that price point. So what does the future hold for GameStop? As we've saw multiple stores closing last year, now we have 55 stores closing this year. We may be seeing the tail end of the brick and mortar store. It seems at the very least GameStop does realize that the market is heading towards a digital only market. CEO George Sherman has outlined a three point plan to save the business. The first two points refer to streamlining spending and reducing prices on pre-owned games. Point three on this plan is to develop new revenue streams. It is the it is this above the rest of the plan, which will save the company if it is going to be saved. GameStop should focus very heavily on digital games, as we have seen from the Nintendo eShop and the PlayStation Store that more people are buying their games digitally. So if GameStop can incorporate that in some way to where you can get a game at a cheaper price if you bought it online and they just email you the code we might that might save the uh, the store but this is honestly where the industry is headed i will have a list of stores in the description below so go check that out if uh and see if your local store will be closing i know the one that's kind of about four to six miles away from me is actually closing so I'm definitely going to go try and see if I could pick up another Nintendo Switch Lite, possibly the yellow one. In our last bit of news, the previously rumored Metro Redux port for the Nintendo Switch finally got a release date, and the physical edition will also include an enhanced version of Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. This port will be available for the Nintendo Switch on February 28, 2020. Metro Redux will be sold as a boxed edition that includes both games as a single campaign. All the DLC for Metro Last Light, which adds about another 10 hours of gameplay, is also included. The box will contain a single 16 gig cartridge with no additional download required. And if you pre-order the Ranger Cash Pack, you'll also get a bunch of additional goodies, including a Metro Redux pin badge set, game case sleeve, digital-sided alternative artwork inlay, four double-sided art cards, and a 16.5 by 23-inch double-sided poster. 
Now, if you prefer digital downloads, you'll have to purchase Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light separately from the Nintendo eShop. Again, this port will be available on February 28, 2020. That'll do it for here on the Gaming Raid podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening, as I much appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Gaming Norm Media. And most importantly, follow this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. It would help us out if you did. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Have a great weekend.